Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out, why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the language of love. How is the way we're speaking affecting our relationships? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to Kind of Dating. I'm Natasha. You know, I always have a favor to ask you off the top because, you know, it's just life. Um, I would love if you could go to your podcast app, click the reviews tab, and click write a review. And, you know, only five-star reviews, please and kindly. Um, yeah, it really helps us out. So if you could uh, drop reviews, uh, write it in there, or just even give us a uh, or star rating, we would be grateful. Uh, today's topic is the language of love. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I've chased this uh, guest today. He is a fellow Canadian um, rapper, spoken word artist, YouTube star, humble the poet. Hi. Hey. What's up? Not much. I really wanted um, to have you on this because, well, I've been a fan of your work and uh, and just like you're outspoken and well-spoken and have cool thoughts and clearly words are important, right? Well, I'm glad I feel to like be to here. us. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, your style in general. Um, I just like bringing ideas to life. So, you know, started with spoken word poetry and uh, going from spoken word poetry and naturally went into hip hop music. And then from hip hop, you know, we had to direct our own music videos and we be kind of became a do it yourself entity. And then the digital age came with YouTube and it was just a perfect match. And yeah, uh, yeah a few years later, here I am in L.A. working with folks in YouTube, still releasing music. Directing my own music videos now, just Crazy. on a better scale, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and I get to bring ideas to life, and at the same time, soak in life and learn. Yeah. It's great, yeah. I feel like I miss spoken word. It used to be, do you remember Def Jam? Def Poetry Yeah, Def Poetry, yeah. yeah. Williams, oh my God, that, I used yeah. to love that. I was so sad when HBO canceled it. I was like, bring it back. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a great era. I think uh, spoken word's cool. I think it was a really good reaction to just like regular poetry. People don't want to just read poetry out of yeah. a book. You need to hear it from the poets. Like totally. Like 90% of the magic. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that's why I wanted to talk to you because, so today's topic is on, you know, the language and I feel like it's changed so much in time. Um, I want to start with like a complete basic, like as as a writer, as a performer, how important are words? Um, I mean, in terms of communication, it's not going to, you know, the written word is super important. Uh, when we communicate to each other vi uh, verbally, uh, what you say is important. Obviously not as important as how you say it. Yes. Right? You know, body language, different yep. types of communication. But um, in this world that we have right now, we're increased communications through text, through email, through all this uh left open to interpretation mm -hmm. mediums, uh, I think it's extremely important. If you don't like somebody and you read a text message, you can take it a certain way just based oh off God. the context you create for them. Totally. Yeah. And it's like if you, and I think that's like where the big problem comes about. So when I was um, growing up as an actor, my, I remember my drama teacher taught us uh, the communication rule of 60, 30, 10. Yeah. So it's 60% your body language, 30% your voice, and 10% the actual words. Mm -hmm. And... And I've grown to give people the example of like when, you know, you are uh, talking to somebody. Let's keep the exact same words. Don't be an asshole. OK, 
if I am laughing and joking with you and like kind of slap you on the hand in a friendly way and I'm like, hey man, don't be an asshole. It's conveyed, like um, different messages conveyed. If I'm angry, my body language is forceful. I like grab you by the collar and I'm yelling going, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Completely different, and but like the words were the exact same. Completely. And I feel like with text messaging, like that's what's happening now is people have no idea of the bigger portion, which is the body language and voice of how anything's being yeah. said. They've reduced it to an emoji. Yes. Yeah. Which you know what? I think emojis are really important for that reason, because <laughs> that's the only way for me to know somebody's like kidding or not kidding or you know uh, yeah I, I think it also but guys hate emojis guys never well, i don't even emojis. know if it's, i don't i don't hate emojis i think it's more so i think it kind of promotes uh a lot of passive aggressive behavior really yeah. oh yeah well i mean so does lol same thing i have That's one of my a, girlfriends she'll always she'll always say some shit to you yeah, and she'll be like lol, LOL. I actually made a video on that. Really? And the, the videos you're talking about, you watch this video just called Why I Don't Like LOL. Yeah. Because it, it became a pet peeve of mine just yeah. to hear people be like, oh, you know, oh, you for, I didn't see you. I didn't get invited to that party. LOL. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of passive aggressiveness. I know. Neither am I. Yeah. I just had a, I had a tiff with my mom about that the other day where she, my parents are in town, guys. And so my, uh, my mom tells, like, my mom's hungry. But instead of just saying, hey, I'm hungry, let's go eat, she tells my dad, you know, we should go. I'm sure Natasha's hungry. And I was like, wait, why are you fucking putting this on me? Yeah. Just say you're hungry and let's go. Like yeah. They don't want to communicate so, in straight lines. Yeah. So I feel like that's what's happening right now with all these emails yeah. and texts. It's reducing the straight lines and we're, we're not efficient communicators anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And um, and yet there's like a there's like the opposite end of like, even though in, in that context, words aren't that important it's like the intention behind you know they also say like the sticks and stones may break my bones but words words will never hurt me but like they do like words still hurt i mean i guess that depends i I think it depends on who's saying the words yeah um you know i think there's some folks who are you know recreationally outraged at everything that's sad you know like they're going to decipher a donald trump speech and find out what he said to hurt their feelings but i mean if somebody on the street says something to me versus somebody I cared about, obviously it's going to be a different value of to the course, words that they yeah. have. But um, yeah, again, I still think that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as a dude, do you notice? Do you notice people talking differently now versus? Yeah, I completely. Mean, I mean, I think it's definitely. I I would have never seen it coming. I thought we were just going to get into this more. You know, when I was in high school, I thought you know kids in high school 10 15 years after me are going to be much more wild much more just mm-hmm. outgoing much everything and i think what technology did was it made them a lot more it promoted a lot more social anxiety and then mm-hmm. they found these other methods instead of just sucking it up leaving their comfort zone and speaking to each other mm-hmm. so i think um it's definitely gone down and i think for the next generation like to be able to make eye contact with people and communicate with them and to call them when you have something to say those are necessary skills moving forward yeah. and they're they are in short supply yeah. right now from the average teenager you see well i mean i i just remember like when i was younger <laughs> i mean guys like i'm talking three years ago when i was 18 <laughs> um but 
Yeah, those years, like I remember when I had my um, high school boyfriend and I wouldn't I wouldn't date anybody unless like they asked me out properly and were like, will you be my girlfriend? I was like, they ain't no hanging out. There's no like rando date. I was just like, either you're my boyfriend or you're not. And and then, of course, fast forward some years as you get older and jaded and life, whatever happens to you. Um, then I became like the commitment phobe and then I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want any labels. Labels are too much. Like I don't need to be your girlfriend. Do you think it's a, do you think it's a a phobia of commitment? For me, I mean, for me, it was for sure. For me, it was definitely commitment phobia, (laughs) which to be honest with you, I still struggle every day, but it's like a very conscious decision. Is it just with human beings or like with everything? Um, like if somebody, if you got to go buy, I don't know, a new pair of running shoes. Is oh it, no, no, no! Is that no, a no, quick no. decision, or are yeah, you... yeah, yeah. That's okay. a, it's definitely relationship based. Okay. Of you know, and we could we could always talk about. Well, I'm trying to look theories. at it from a from a grand perspective yeah. of you know other types of permanent or semi semi permanent mm-hmm. decisions. Because I find it with myself, it's a lot more with everything. Really? Yeah. So Interesting. It's not, yeah, so it's more with the abundance of options. That leads to like decision paralysis. Indecision, yeah, 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 yeah. Versus it being about human beings or about anything else, right? So like, if I got to go on Amazon to like literally buy, I don't know, a case for my phone, I'm looking at a hundred, right? You know, and a lot of that has to do with that mindset. You want to get the best, yeah. And I think that translates into relationships and people as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess in that way, like I'm picky about everything. Like if I'm gonna buy, like clothes I'm pretty picky about it if I you know but is it that you want the best yeah my thing is like I'll make sure I try to get something that's for me it's uniqueness so I like I like to get things wear things do things that are unique like I don't like the same old shit Mm -hmm. um but but I, I don't know if it's like ever made me uh like make less decisions or be be indecisive because mm-hmm. I think from the nature of my work I've just had to be like oh A B A yeah. and B C C like I just have had to do that mm-hmm. but but definitely in relationships I've like it, it takes it takes a lot for me to pro like I, I feel like the processing of emotions takes me a lot longer than other things in yeah. life do and so I have to like it takes me a while to get to a place that I feel safe and good with somebody to make a decision to want to be with them mm-hmm. you know um and you think, if that, you think culturally that has an impact as well whereas maybe somebody out here will be like all right cool let me date this person if it doesn't work you know they'll be my second wife like, totally that is what it is yep. whereas in as other in, cultures yeah that's, yeah that's for brown happening. people we can't yeah, yeah yeah no totally i mean well we can but we don't we can it's true true <laughs> true true no now it, now it's so funny because now i've gotten to that age guys of 18 um that my uh my dad is like with my ex it wasn't working out and he he was just like he wanted me married so bad that my dad was just like told my mom you know what she shouldn't shouldn't need to worry she just needs to get knocked up and then throw him out i was like whoa indian dad just said that like indian dad wants a grandkid he's just like just give me (laughs) something to work with here see there's no communication issues there (laughs) nope none at all um but i'm just like i really feel like aish you're um even younger than 18 you're like 12 um (laughs) so when you were growing up 
was it always like that? Did did everybody always talk like in the Netflix and chill type of vibe, or w- were there relationships when you were younger? There were definitely relationships. There were relationships. They were like like stupid like crush relationships, but like people were very quick to be like, oh yeah, we're boyfriend girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Okay. So so this is like I feel like a, a more modern like literally in the last five seven years eight years maybe. Um, but it could be the same thing. It could be that, you know, you're at high school and everybody's booed up, so you want to be booed up. Yeah. And now, you know, you go on Instagram and everybody's Netflix and chilling and having three side pieces, so now that's what everybody wants. Yeah. So it's still, you know, maybe they were booing up for the wrong reasons, too, and now they're doing this oh, for the wrong course. reasons. And it could just yeah. be... a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> and now that we have life, you know, now we have life on, a, a, for display purposes only, mm-hmm. it's all about creating some sort of image. Yeah. Totally. Um... What are some of the most um, annoying phrases that, like, do you as a guy hear girls saying, like, like talking in the Netflix and chill way? Because so this is some of the examples. I'll, I'll throw some examples out of like the kinds of phrases my girlfriends say they've heard and I've heard. So of course Netflix and chill. Let's hang out. Let's link up. Let's try to hang out. I'm like, what the fuck is try to hang out? I was like, wow, that's like the well, least I mean, thing. I that, that's that's like that's a, that's an LA thing, right? Yeah, there. LA where yes means no. Right, exactly. Yeah. We should hang out. Yeah. And this is this is a personal pet peeve. I hate like, um, and I was I was I I was stupid when a few years ago and dated somebody who, in hindsight, I was like, wow, the first day he asked me out. I should have been like, no. He said, um, you should come out tonight. And the word should to me, I was just like, really? So now I tell like, now I tell guys, I'm like, oh, I, I should do a lot of things. If you're asking me, it's a completely fucking different story. And then they're like, oh, you know, no, no, you're right. Like, would, you know, I'd really like your company tonight. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yes. Or I'm not available, but don't tell me what I should and shouldn't do. Cause mm. like. I hate that. Um, Do all girls hate that though? I don't know. I feel like they should. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Um, the should I? Co- yeah, I don't know. I just I hate the word should. I'm just like fuck you. Um, Want to come over? Uh, this is a personal one too. Hot versus beautiful. Like when when a guy is just like, hey, you you look really hot, and I'm just like, you know what? X. <laughs> um, Kind of dating. Hey, we're kind of dating. Hey, you guys together? Uh, yeah, we're kind of dating. Um, this is so my girlfriend told me this happened to her all last week in different, like, I guess, Tinder conversations or whatever it was. She said, guys said to her, which, okay, this is so lame to me. When are we going to rock the boat? I was like, is this 1999? Like, is that even a term anybody uses now? I don't think it's a term anybody ever yeah. used. It's so I was a... like, that should be like strikeout. Um, she told one guy, uh, hey, he's like, what are you doing today? And he, she goes, I have a date. He goes, meet me after. I was like, wow. Wow. Fucking shameless. Did she? I, no, I don't. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. I hope not. Um, it could go badly. That's a fair bet. Yeah, but like, ugh, have 
have some fucking self-respect. Why does the, I mean, I get it. Like, guys just try, want, want to get it in. I understand that it's like a sex thing. But at the same time, I'm like, why would you want to be somebody's sloppy seconds? Like, even as a dude. Like, that's gross. Because you could be infinitely better than the first guy. Like, the first guy could not even... It could be... It could I be get it. in an hour. It, but, like, you'd be there. you'd be good knowing that she was sitting on some other guy's dick, like, an hour before Whoa. and has, like, all can kinds we, of who-knows what juices are there and then, like, you want her to come and sit on yours, like, an hour later. If I have a date does not mean I'm sitting on a dude's dick. Well, I'm just saying, according <laughs> to you, no, you're saying it could have it could have gone I really well. I heard it, but the first was going to buy the dinner. Right. And then I get to be dessert. <laughs> no, I'm just like, ugh. I have a date just means I'm meeting some dude for a meal, and if it doesn't work out, then sure, we can go and have coffee. That's it. I think that's where I also feel like from. the word date has the most, the, the least interpersonal feel to it. Like, if I say I'm going on a date, it sounds like I don't even know the person I'm, 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 I'm going to see. What versus, do you mean? Like if if I've been seeing a girl regularly, whether it's it's in a monogamous relationship or not, I don't really think I would call it a date. Right. I think it's only a date when you like don't know them and it's like very Well formal. yeah, but if so if you were asking a girl out and like you you were like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? and she goes, I'm go I'm going on a date I don't know. I'm just like I find it extremely <laughs> shameless that somebody else is like, Okay, well like meet me after I would be, I don't know, again, I, I, maybe I, I like, just have... I, I think it's just like, even with like, the construction workers that are screaming at you when you walk down the street, Yeah, you feel like the behavior exists, at one point it must have been validated by somebody. Of course. And I feel like that's what it is. And I mean, I have definitely encountered girls who adamantly want all decisions made for them, as long yes. as you can read their mind. Yeah. You know, until until you until you decide something they didn't want decided mm-hmm. for them, then they'll speak up. So I can see it that way. And then there's also the Which why are the- you making decisions for me? I, you don't think I can do this myself? And right. it's kind of like a it's a little bit of a ballet to kind of figure out what their priorities are. Which is why I mean that's a very good point because I'm going to talk about that after the break for sure because I want to be like, are we responsible for the way people are talking to us? And to each other. Like, how are, how how am I talking to somebody else? Um, have you guys heard, like, so what other, have, d- does anything else pop up once you hear those kinds of things of, like, how people are talking to each other? Like, there is no such thing as, like, I mean, not no such thing, but, you know, it's so prevalent now for guys and girls just to be like, hey, let's, like, Netflix and chill tonight. And some bitch, like, really believes that he's not going to try to. Like make like they're really gonna watch Ozark, you know what I mean? <laughs> like some girl out there really believes that. Nobody believes that. This was an entire article on Elite Daily about this. This is real. That some girls still believe it. I'm in, I'm in shock. I know. Are they high school students. People yeah. still have. Well, you got to remember, and... everybody starts as a blank slate. So even what we consider common sense really isn't common sense until they learn it the hard way. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I can I can see that. I can see it going both ways. I've experienced it both ways. Which is so sad though. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean has been have you do you mean that you've actually Netflixed and like watched Netflix? No, no, no. Just, well, Netflix <laughs> Or do you mean like Netflix you've been and on both seems, end of... I feel like Netflix and chill is just the modernized way of saying look, let's hang. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming I'm coming with a one track mind. I'm coming to hang out. Yeah. These are my intentions, what have you. And that's the way it is. It's like mm-hmm. it's like in the '90s when they said you want to come up for a cup of coffee. 
But oh, right, right, that right. was Netflix and chill back then. Everyone they just had different languages depending on the era. And That's, I guess like I guess I didn't know that in the nineties because you were too brown, busy. You had a boyfriend. That's well, what. And, and <laughs> I was just gonna say, and brown parents like we weren't allowed to like. I don't, there were no boys allowed like in my eight block vicinity. <laughs> yeah, but the boys find a way. You know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I think with that, I mean, I've been in situations where I thought. I made myself clear and then, you know, it gets awkward. And then the other way where you didn't think you thought you were going for a harmless hangout and they had, you know, that was good news. But I'm just right. saying like they, <laughs> they had they had motives, too. And, and it just yeah. goes back to you don't know where people are at, yeah. what they're looking for. And it goes back to communication. Right. And like, why do we think people are communicating this way now? Like what what is what the fuck has happened from like five, eight years ago to now? And, like, why do we think we're, like, we won't just ask somebody out on a nice date? I think there's an illusion of options. Yeah. I think that's one of the things. So it's, And it's an illusion? It, well, yeah, it's definitely an illusion. Like, you have, you know, like, for example, like, the Tinder app. That gives you the supreme power to judge people and without consequence. You're just looking at the pictures. You're mm-hmm. swiping left, swiping right. You have this... You feel empowered to have this op- these options and to to pick somebody or not pick somebody, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I, I connected with somebody, but there are more options still. Yeah. And now you're gonna be living in living in the world of what if, right? You know, versus somebody who grew up in a small town, population 800. You know, what you see is what you get, and now your priorities might be different because you're like, well, what's in front of me? What's in front of me? Right. And it's kind of like, how did our parents live without cell phones? Yeah. Cell phones weren't an option. They didn't right. know what they were missing. And it's the same thing with a lot of this, these monogamous relationships versus now. It's, you know, your ecosystem is no longer your high school or your workplace or the city of L.A. It's the planet. Right. You know. And but does that mean that we just can't say, hey there. Are you free on Friday? I, I'd love to. I think it depends on what dinner. their priorities. Like, why? Why? What? What? What's the priority? What's the goal for doing that? Like, if I see right. you on the street and I ask you, I don't even know who you are, so I'm gonna be basing it off of right. maybe superficial traits. And then if I'm already judging you based off superficial traits, mm-hmm. then that's where my mind's going. Right. You know. So that's a good point because I was gonna ask you that, like. And I have a theory. I have my theory of why I think people talk this way. Besides just options, I think like there is a fear of being vulnerable that happens to most of us. Like when you were in high school, and if you talk to most people, they're always like they had one love, and after one one love hurt them, they just become the complete opposite. The dil, you know, the diltor. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, uh, the the one that bre- breaks your heart is what he said. Um, so it's like Everyone, yeah because you don't and then you never want to put yourself back out there well it's a trauma and it's yeah. the first time like we yeah. everyone remembers the first time they were severely rejected mm-hmm. and you don't want to feel that again mm-hmm. and then you create a life to avoid that mm-hmm. and if that means you no longer want to be the dumpy so now you become the dumper, dumper. or yep. you become this passive aggressive person that encourages people yep. to dump you when you're done with them there's a lot of options for that and it is motivated yep. out of fear you're not motivated out of love you're being pushed by fear mm-hmm. into something and that's like I talk about it openly because that's how I was like I I was in a really bad relationship many years ago it was like abusive when I got out of it I became 
the complete opposite. Like, and everybody jokes because I I used to joke that I was like the nice Canadian girl when I first moved to America, yeah. and then I was like, oh fuck that shit. And I literally went with the, the with the theory like you can't beat them, join them. And then I became so bad that people like guys literally said to me they were like you're emotionless. They called me a heartless bitch. The, I think the the one that made me laugh the most was one guy said that I was. He's like you're like Tin Man. And I was like, oh, my God. And I again, be, being emotionless, that made me laugh. Yeah. I was just like, wow, that was the funniest thing somebody said to me. Thanks. I mean, I feel like I'm going to tell the story someday, and I am. But, like... Well, you act like Tim Man, but really you're the lion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yes. Total coward. And because of that, I, I did. I became kind of what you said, like, became the dumper. I just, like, didn't... I, I want to keep people But it's a cycle. Bay. But you, you also yeah. see that cycle. So it's like... Some person did that to you. Mm-hmm. They most likely did it to you because someone did it to them. Yep. And now that they've done it to you, you're going to do it to yep. somebody. And so now you're going to become that heartbreak mm-hmm. for somebody else. And then you started to realize that at the same time, a broken heart is also an open heart. Mm-hmm. That's when you start to learn stuff. Oh, yeah. And you meet you meet certain people that get to live in this wonderful, blissful ignorance of marrying their high school sweetheart, moving to the burbs right from 18, never knowing what the rest of the world Yeah could have done or would have done and they do live happily mm-hmm. ever after and um but the rest of us especially those of us who have sit, hit a certain age of maturity mm-hmm. and not made such a permanent decision like getting married and getting stuck into a certain type of lifestyle mm-hmm. you start to see it from the outside and be like wow like i dodged a lot of bullets mm-hmm. i could have made a lot of mistakes yeah. what was i thinking about who's trying to make permanent lifelong decisions when they're 22 yeah. and all yeah. this type of stuff so i think I see it as necessary. I mean, yeah, I remember the girls that broke my heart. Definitely remember the girls whose heart I broken. And, you know, that cycle can can continue because everybody's just trying to avoid that pain, yeah. even though we all benefited from it. Yeah, and that's a good point, though. I think it's some, like, I guess for me, I realized that I was hurting. Um, I don't know how to put this, but... When I remember with my crazy ex, I felt like he broke my spirit. That's that's literally the words I could use. And then I felt like, not that I think that I broke anybody's spirit, but that I hurt people and I might have injured their spirit in some way. And so as a result, I decided for me, I was like, I don't want to continue that cycle anymore. Did that make I you started... empathize with the ex that broke your heart? No. <laughs> Did you not say, oh, I've become what somebody had done to me I never went as now far I kind of understand okay I definitely I never lied to anybody okay. he like full out lied I was just like heartless like I said I didn't I wasn't um you should break when you can oh yeah I uh I realized that like I wasn't um uh I would just say it like it is I would just be like I don't want a relationship. I don't want to be your girlfriend, so don't ever ask me. And then later when they would ask me, I was like, I don't understand what part of I don't want to be your girl. So I just like yeah. wasn't even nice about it. And the whole thing of like guys used to, I remember one guy used to call me and I would text him back. And he got so angry at me. He's like, I fucking called you. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm still communicating with you. Like, But it, but it was my way of being slightly detached because yeah. like, I didn't want to even have a phone call with somebody. And the whole like hanging out and let's, you know, like as detached I could be. You're, you're, both trying, you're both trying to feel either feel valuable or not get devalued. And both. Yeah, there, so you're just like, let me not be vulnerable element. to yep. this guy so mm-hmm. he can't 
don't let me not give him any opportunities yep. to, to hurt me. And then meanwhile, he's already feeling devalued the second that he calls you and say, oh, I'm not even worth a call back. Totally. Yeah. And, and there's that whole, like, all of this, I feel, comes down to, like, insecurity of yourself. And, yeah, yeah. and until, personally, I got over that, I, I didn't change. Like, I had to learn to change the way I felt about myself and that, like, nobody was going to hurt me and take something from me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that that was my way out of that. So now I can have a phone call <laughs> with somebody and, like, you know, have, like, a nice, yeah, and just, like, talk in a respectful way to people and not hurt them and blah, blah, blah. Guys, <sighs> we have more to talk about. Um, and we're going to break down a couple more things. Like, our, again, our girls, like, responsible for the way people or guys talk to us and guys responsible for the way girls talk to them. Um, more with Humble the Poet after this break. Hey, friends, we're back. You're listening to Kind of Dating. I'm here with YouTube star, uh, spoken word artist, rapper, Canadian, Humble the Poet. Um, what's up? What's up? Uh, we're talking about uh, communication and the language of love and like how we all talk to each other um, and how that's been changing. Let me ask you a question because you sort of said this. You said if a guy sees a girl and has a certain intention with her because he just like finds her hot or whatever, that like ba- that's there's a basis for like how he's gonna approach well, I mean, her and talk to if her. If you see her, you're gonna be like, she looks like she has a great personality. And yeah, we're gonna, yeah. We're gonna connect on you know yeah. our our mutual love for archaeology or some shit. So, but let me ask you then, like as a guy, do you think guys talk to girls that they care about or think that they have potential with in a different way? Yeah, hundred percent. Really? 1, yeah, one thousand percent. But I mean, I think it's also a matter of if they know what they want. Yeah, I think it just has to. I think all relationships, romantic or not, uh, their success is based off priority. Mm-hmm. And if priorities match, whatever the priorities may be, then yeah. you're gonna have a great time. And if they don't, then that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's also a good point because for some people, like some girls, are in a place that they don't want anything, and so somebody else not wanting something and. Yeah, if you had two Whatever, people who then, are busy, just yeah. want to see each other once a week. Yeah. And that's it. And they don't want to have yeah. too many questions. They don't want to, you know, get too connected. And it may work for the, yeah. both of them for a certain amount of time. Right. Everybody wins. But I do, but I think it's important for people out there to know that, like, and I think it's the same way for girls. If I am into a dude and I think he has potential, like, I'm acting differently. And I'm trying to put my best foot forward and, like, not... Like, I, I, you know, I try to just be better. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like, I In the I short term, that, until yeah, then yeah. later on they can see the real you. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a shitty person. Um, but, like, I've noticed that with the guys that um, I've actually ended up in serious relationships with, besides crazy guy, um, they also acted really differently with me. And they were really proper from the get. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I knew where your intentions yeah. lie. And, and I feel like it's important because, like, yeah. girls sometimes justify it. And they'll be like, well, no, like, you know, he just, he didn't make a plan because he's just so busy all the time. And so, like, he just hit me up to, like, go out tonight. And I'm always just like, look, if he calls you and says, come over at 10 o'clock at night, you are, you're, you're done. And you go, like, you're done. Like, you're not going to. Okay, there are exceptions to every rule. Okay, for whoever try to justify one of my that, one of my one of my my best friends, he uh, 
the woman he is married to and he yeah. has two children to, that started as a one-night stand. Yeah. And like I said, there's exceptions ended. to every rule, yeah. but m- there are very few and far in between. Like, my girlfriend, she... And I said it to her. I was like, you, you, set, you set the tone. So when her dude now, who it's eight months in, it's not going anywhere because he only calls her at night and she goes and he never has yet taken her on a date. He's never hung out with her outside of the one specific bar he takes her to and the one restaurant next door that he takes her to from the bar that she's like, exactly. Yeah, but... But, you know, he's so busy. That's why he doesn't. Yeah. It sounds like she wants to believe that. Well, that's but that's so many people. Yeah. That's so many people. And I'm just like. Because the, the other option is not having yeah. him. Exactly. Yeah. Which now she realize realizing it's much better. And she's getting more play and getting guys who are actually like. <laughs> she's just going to do that out. to another guy now. No, no. In she the won't. Meantime. She like legit wants a relationship. <laughs> So I don't know if you should. I don't know if people should want relationships. I, I think you should meet somebody and want a relationship with them. Yeah. You can't be in love with the idea of being in love. Yeah. Because that's what causes all these problems. Right. No, it's true. Because you never know where something's gonna go. Yeah. So, do you think we're to blame also for the way we like people speak to us? Like, would you be cool if if somebody spoke to you in some of the ways that guys maybe speak to girls? I mean, I think we all definitely set a tone for how we can be spoken to. Oh, yeah. One thousand percent. Right. And um, that may not just be our our responsibility. It may have come up for how we were spoken to mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. I think a lot of people have to remember that we pick familiarity over happiness. Mm-hmm. So if we grew up in a house where people spoke down to us and as children that that's familiar to us, we may gravitate towards that as adults. Yeah. You know, whether it's right or wrong and we know better and we're, it doesn't make us happy. It's familiar. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the first rem- remnants of warmth and love from our parents, even if it was negative. Yeah. And um, so I think that can definitely do it. But, yeah, 1,000 percent. Yeah. There's, it's, it is your responsibility to set the tone for how people can speak to you or what they can get away with. Right. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I, I went on a date the other day and this guy... Um, he kept texting me again i'm clearly very picky but i have i've had my experiences to be like red flag he kept referring to me as like he didn't know me but like dear and and another guy kept calling me like hey cutie like right away and i just like it's such a it just like irks me and because i feel like it's very patronizing and like you're trying to just um you think that's universal though like you don't, no, you it's think not. There's got to be other girls that enjoy that. Oh, I think most girls like it. That's why they must say these things. Yeah. And but I know that for me, I personally find it like because maybe because I grew up with boys too. Like I grew up with all of my guy friends, and I sat there when they used to talk about how they used to get girls and like whatever shit that they used to pull. Yeah. So to me, I get the manipulation behind it, and I guess like that's where I'm just like, hmm, nope. And so I had to sit him down at the date, but I had to, I told him in a really nice way. I said, Hey man, like I came out because I'm still like interested, but it's a very, like, it's something that kind of irks me. So, um, if one day we're like together and you call me baby or babe and you mean it like, cool, great. But don't call me like muffin, cutie, you know, like any of these like weirdo nickname terms, like dear, sweetheart, (laughs) 
don't, honey, don't fucking say that to me when you don't know me. Like, I don't know. It's just like I, I get annoyed with that stuff. So it's um, good that you communicated it. Yeah, but I, and yeah. I tried to do it in like a not jaded way. And you think you, you think you were successful? Well, he doesn't say it now to me. <laughs> and uh, does he say anything to you? Yeah, he does. He, <laughs> okay. he says everything else. And then and then same thing. So the other day, then he texted me at like two a.m. and. Nope, he wasn't getting a text back. And I didn't text him the next morning either until I felt like I could say to him in a in a not annoyed way that, nope, I don't do with 2 a.m. texts. And But before I even said it, he himself texted me then apologizing, being like, hey, I am so sorry. Like, I was out. I know I shouldn't have texted that late, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I just need to set the tone that I'm not going to be that girl or that person like I works both ways yeah. but like and because I know I've done it to other people like if I'm just trying to flex with you and I don't give a fuck I'm texting you at whatever hour and I'm saying whatever I want to and I don't give a shit but I'm like I need to set the tone that that's not me so if that is cool if this isn't what you want I completely understand go find some other girl that that would be cool with like I just get annoyed with that so he actually beat me to the punch of that and then I was like hey no all good don't do it again. <laughs> um, LOL. <laughs> um, but like, I do think like I always tell my girlfriends, I'm just like, you need to, again, maybe it's because I grew up with boys, but like you need to be able to tell the person that you're with what, you know, how you want them to treat you. You need to teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Um, and like not make excuses for it. And there's a nice way of saying it that's like not jaded and angry. Yeah, right. completely. I mean, I there's an experience where, and I thought it was I I saw it more interesting than anything else. I didn't really have an opinion on it, but it was a it it was a a, fr- a friend of mine, a black dude, and he was it's important for the story. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was FaceTiming a girl, and she and he's a little bit popular, so she's probably some girl off of Instagram that he's probably never met or some shit like yeah. that. And they're just FaceTiming, and then he was wearing a T-shirt that says "I can't breathe." So that's in, in in memory of the gentleman who yeah. was murdered. So uh, she, she's, this girl had, had no context of it. So then she just saw the shirt in the FaceTime and she starts laughing. She's like, oh my God, your shirt's so funny. And then I just saw it like in his face where he had this like moral, you know, Dilemma. fork in the road yeah. where it's like she she did something which definitely for many human beings, especially black men, crossed the line. But, you know, I'm sure she's very aesthetically pleasing and he wants to let it slide. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the things where, you know, and he didn't say anything to her at the point. He's just like, all right, I'm a, I am got to go. I'm going to talk to you later. Yeah. And there's a struggle there because this is going to be like, you know, maybe his intentions weren't really to have a deep conversation yeah. with her about these sociopolitical issues. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't get the shirt. So yeah. I just thought it was, again, it goes back to setting this tone. Totally. And sometimes for guys, it's like normally wouldn't let that slide, but. I'm just trying to hit that. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. She smells and that's good, what's whatever, funny too, yeah. right? Is like we do let things slide because we want what we want. Well, biology trumps, right? Right. Yeah. And and yet, I feel like again, if you are looking for something more with somebody, then getting to the truth about who they are and how they handle, even like if you're not able to communicate with somebody and say, "Hey, this is something I like and don't like." you better know that sooner than later and like don't waste your time and like if that guy's gonna be around he won't take it personally and be like hey cool like she at least said it to me in a nice way and I know what to do next time and but if not and he's a dickhead 
then you know, and you could at least categorize him, and then you could just put him in like flex category and be like, oh yeah, this is all I want from him, or give him a shot for something more. Yeah, and it still goes back to knowing what you want to begin yes. with. I yeah. think sometimes it's a, you know, going at 10 p.m. every time he calls isn't because a you want to flex or b you actually believe that this is going to turn into a monogamous mm-hmm. relationship. Maybe it's just simply you want to be around somebody who values values you for mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. You know, and they want to be around you. Mm-hmm. They're calling you. They want your company. And that feels great. Yeah. Who doesn't want that type of validation? I don't want that. Like, <laughs> my other rule is if you're going to you come got a lot at, of rules. I know. If you're going to come at 10 o'clock and if it's 10 o'clock at night, you're going to hit me up. You better be coming over to my house. I'm not fucking stepping out and putting any extra clothes on to go to your place. You could be the dude and get in a car and make the effort and come get your piece if that's what you want. But I'm just saying, you got to put in that work. <laughs> I don't put in extra work. Um, guys, this is why I'm single. Don't date me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you think that, uh, okay, okay, okay. Let's just give people out there, if you are like, tr- like trying to maybe change your ways or whatever, Instead of saying hanging out and stuff, like let, I feel like let's give people some nice verbiage that they could use. I think even before the verbiage, I think it's also just keep in mind what environments you're you're spending your time in. Yeah. You know, because I think what you're going to find at, you know, the local bar or on Tinder is going to be a lot different than what you find through... I don't know, a mutual friend yeah. or a matchmaking service or something like that. I think. Yeah. Or match.com or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different... Figure out your priorities and go there accordingly. Yeah. You can't... Uh, there's a rap line. I forgot what it is. Something like, you can't find love in the club. Yeah. You know, some, along those lines, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah. Um, but then Though, you know, that, there yeah. are exceptions to that rule, too. <laughs> well, the, yeah, there are exceptions to that rule, but yeah. you're, 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 the odds are against of you. Course. So if you're playing that game, yeah. it is a numbers game at the end of the yeah. day. And if you're going to hope to be that 1% that finds love in the club, then good yeah. luck. And don't be upset and blame the world yeah. if you fall into the other 99%. Right. Um, I also, yeah, like f- as a girl, I'm just going to say this to all the boys out there. Just like, you know... Ask people out nicely. It's like get, it's getting mad old now. I feel like it's just getting like stupid and old. And then guys always come back and they're like, "Well, my problem is I've just been trying to find a really smart girl and I can't." And I'm like, "Cause no smart girl is gonna be okay with you talking to her the way you talking to her." So I feel like if you want something more, then like look at your own ways and maybe be nice. Yeah, and don't watch. And don't depend on porn or Disney to set your standards for an <laughs> ideal mate. You know, they, they both do a really good job of setting unrealistic expectations. That's funny. I've never heard of porn and Disney being held really? in the same category. But it, yeah, they, they I get, that makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that sets the tone, too. Because the fairy tale, prince, princess yeah. life, and then the insatiable freak in the bed life. Yeah. Both both of those, you have to keep that in mind. You have to. I think that's what it is. When people are un- unhappy, it's because their expectations weren't met. Yeah. So step one is figure out where did those expectations mm-hmm. come from. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we come from, you know, we we come from households where having your life partner chosen for you is the norm. Yeah. You know, with arranged marriages and everything, and it's kind of like, you know, and then 
our generation rebelled and went overboard the yeah, other way. The other like, way. Fuck that shit. Yeah. You don't get to even have an opinion. I'm going to choose anybody and whoever pisses you off the most is going to be my first choice. And <laughs> again, it just goes back to where did your priority come from? Was yeah. it a priority to find someone you match with or stick it to your parents or stick it to your culture yeah. or anything else in between? So I think that's step one. Yeah. Like step one is always going to be looking inside before you can deal with anybody totally, else. Yeah. And then realizing that everybody else is dealing with their own shit. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the the other element of Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And I think uh, you're right. It is about figuring out like what you where you are and what you want in your life, because like, you know, people might for me, I know I have high expectations, but it's also because personally I'm at a place where I feel like I deserve better and I am I know I'm good to other people. So I you know, only want to be with people who treat me in the same level of respect that I know I would treat somebody else. And sometimes you just have to be vocal about it. And I am not rude to anybody, but, um, anymore. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I feel like you're right. You do. You just need to know where you are and kind of like, let that kind of guide your decision making Mm -hmm. and how you speak and don't make excuses for other people, guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you heard it from a guy first who just said it to you. Yeah, don't but don't use me as the prototypical no, guy. No, you are so, it. This yeah, is that's it. 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 All guys are like me. They think like me. They you. do. For all the guys who get no girls now, it's all going to fall on your head. Well, back to communication. I feel like, you know, if you communicate yourself, any any guy can get any girl. Yeah. Yeah. Say the right things. Oh shit. No. Uh, <laughs> we're just saying don't do that. Don't listen to humble. all right guys we can continue this debate forever um humble thank you so much for being on the show thank you for having me yeah can we do five questions sure all right so uh with every guest on kind of dating we do five questions it is our original dating version of the bernard pivot questionnaire made famous on inside the actor's studio um so humble here are your five questions what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner uh, potential partner or just a girl? <laughs> However you interpret that. I'm going to say her face. Okay. What is your one deal breaker? I don't think I've ever had a complete deal breaker just yet, but I'm going to say passive aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what turns you on? Um, people who are excited about whatever they're excited about. Uh, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Um, I think my strength is communicating. My weakness is definitely reading people. Mm. Yes, I can't read people at all. Right. Um, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? This one always gets everybody, I feel like, thinking, right? It's hard also to come up with th- just three words. Yeah. Um, how did I lose it? Um, I got you. That's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell people, but yes, that is mine. Um, okay, Humble, thank you so much for being on the show. That was so fun. It was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, how can people find you on socials and all that fun stuff? I mean, you're very easy to find. He's 
Big YouTube star, guys. I got a big beard, so it shows up in all the search <laughs> functions. Uh, Humble the Poet everywhere. Just YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Just one big word, Humble the Poet. Awesome. And guys, follow us on socials. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Kinda Dating. Uh, Kinda Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us, 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. And if you have a few seconds, please uh, take a second and download this episode and review us on iTunes. Also, send in your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Thank you.